You're now tuning into the Who and How Club with your host, Eris Dejan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Who and How Club. It's your boy, Eris Dejan, checking in with you on April 3rd, 2020. Um, you know, you know the saying, you know the tagline, you are the Who and How Club, I am the Who and How Club, and we are the Who and How Club. We are the Who's and How's of the world, and without you, without me, there is no we. So thank you for checking in, tuning in, however you want to call it, uh... We have a lot to talk about today, so this is a jam-packed show, and uh, you know I just want to send a special shout-out, like I always do, just saying thank you to everyone who tunes in and continues to support the movement and the Who and How Club. This is great. We're 22 episodes in, and uh, I'm not going to say that I never thought I'd get here, but it just feels good to be here. It feels good to be at episode 22. Um I mean, it's no 102, but I'm certain and positive and excited to get to that number one day. Um, but, you know, we're just getting things started. We're just, you know, we're just uh, we're just filling everything out and just continuing to put things out there, you know, and just promote, you know, positivity, uh, promoting how to answer the right, you know, how to answer the questions. Who are you and how did you become who you are? the who that you are today. Um, so this podcast is all about who you are and how you became uh, who you are, figuring that out and, and you know, making you a part of that, that club, making you feel like you belong when it comes to defining yourself, at least being able to define yourself and then feeling like you belong uh, to, to a place, to a, to a movement that has also uh, defined itself and to people who have defined themselves in unique ways, in ways they never thought that they could define themselves. This is the place where we think of ourselves and we reflect, you know, and we we try to assess ourselves in the best way possible from our past to our present. Um, well, using our past to sort of operate in our present and to, of course, prepare for our futures. So this is the show for that. Hopefully I've explained it uh well enough for you to understand if not just listen to the episodes listen from episode one to now and you'll get a feel of what this show's about uh now both of my pets are wide awake i got my puppy apollo he's wide awake usually he's asleep when i do the podcast uh but he's he's up he's chilling um so i pray he doesn't make a lot of noise in the background as i'm recording and of course you all know goldie uh my little guinea pig she's up and adam um, it's pretty much nighttime right now. So guinea pigs, they, they stay awake during the night and sleep during the day. So I don't know if this was the worst time to do an episode, but Hey, we're going to do it. We're going to get through it together. And yeah, uh, just a few updates. Um, you know, we're still under this, uh, <sighs> this, this, uh, this blanket, we're hiding. <laughs> a lot of us are just hiding, hiding inside because of what's going on in the world today. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but, um, you know, I spoke a little bit about it on episode 21 with Kalia. And we kind of touched on it and shared our thoughts and how we're sort of quarantining. Um, but right now, you know, it, it seems like it, it, it's a bit scary right now. Um, there was a, a report that came out today. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up quickly. Uh, where was it? Where was it? If I was ever scared of this whole situation, it, it would be from this report that came out today. Um, I'm just praying that I could find it. Where is it? Oh, my God. Bear with me, guys and girls. 
This is crazy. Okay, 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 okay. Here we go. Experts project that between 3,000 and 15,000 people will die in Ontario due to COVID-19. And when a <laughs> when a report like that goes out, I mean, that can only cause fear. I don't know why these reports have to go out, like something like this. I mean, I know we got to follow strict measures, of course, and the proper pro- protocols. But when you start putting an, like actual numbers out there, that'll, you know, that's just making people more afraid. You know, you start to ask yourself, am I one of the 3,000 or 15,000 that could possibly die from this? Um, I think this is the first time that I had a little hint of fear, I guess, you know. Even after this report uh, got sent out, I went outside. I went to the bank and, <laughs> you know, outside the bank there... Uh, they, they created two lines. So one line for those who need to use the, the uh, ATM and one line for business purposes and people who want to visit the teller. And it, it's just weird. Like I, I had to ask somebody today to like literally give me some space because this guy was under my ass. But I would have asked him to do that whether or not COVID existed or not. So you know, I think these practices that are being implemented at this moment, I think we need to take that into post-COVID. And we should have been doing that pre-COVID, you know, giving each other space and not being all up in each other's, you know, business and, you know, covering our mouths when we cough with our arms, coughing into our forearms or in our, you know, washing our hands. We should have been doing this stuff, you know. So we'll see how this goes. But that was the report that got sent out today. And it's, you know, Seeing those numbers, is it's a bit of a scare. There was another report stating that we might last for another, this might last another two, like two years in total. I don't know what the validity of that report was or level of validity, but again, we got to just keep the faith. I'm still working as regular. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm in the social services business or field. So, you know, there is no shortage of work in my field at the moment so that's sort of like a silver lining but of course there's a fear attached to that because i'm i'm working in the the homeless shelter field and there's going to be a lot of you know there's a lot of stigmas around the environment that i'm in at the moment but uh the organization that i work for we're taking we have taken uh all the proper protocols that have pretty much made me and some fellow staff feel very safe and you know i think uh if there was any time to be more compassionate and helpful and supportive towards individuals, especially those in need who have always been in need, this is the time. We need to support one another. We need to keep the faith up and just, you know, support one another and um, respect each other's uh, boundaries and stuff like that. There are a bunch of girls that, you know, want to see me and I, I, I want to see them at the moment. But, you know, we're taking a break from dating right now and going out and chilling. We're going to let some space between that occur and just, you know, let let people enjoy their quarantine time. You know, I got a chance to catch up on some shows, which I'll talk about later. Everyone's online. Uh, but as long as not we're, as long as we're not feeding into the fear, I think that that's important. Let's continue to stay positive, you know, keep space uh, between you and other individuals. If you are still working, just go to work and go home for now. You know what I'm saying? If you have to run an errand, make sure it's an errand that, you know, you really have to go and run and get it over with. Go out, come back in. And uh, that's the type of energy we need to be on for now. That's as far as updates I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm not a news reporter. I'm not. I mean, I'm into politics and stuff like that, but this isn't the show for that. But, you know, for those who are listening from other countries and stuff like that, I wanted to give you guys uh, some reports on that, on what I'm experiencing over here in Toronto. So um, another thing that I wanted to talk about. Oh, and obviously due to COVID, um, you know, Rampage, the Who and How Clubs event series is still put on hold at the moment. I got to touch base with the venue owner. Uh, shout out to Jamie. We're going to be talking uh, not this. It's already Friday, so we'll be talking top of next week to see what's going on. But I, I, I know that it won't be happening anytime soon. Everyone, all the businesses downtown and 
all the venues they're abiding by the rules uh even if it means that they're they're going to be suffering especially the restaurants um that was another report that came out today that a lot of restaurants downtown just aren't surviving and won't be able to survive uh while being closed so we'll see how this pans out but um yeah rampage uh is still on hold uh which is fine when you guys get a chance uh go on pod news and um you know um you know they they promoted our pod camp link our pod i'm going to promote this one last time uh it, we went to pod camp in february thankfully that shout out to pod camp thanks to them we got a chance to share uh or sorry uh facilitate our own you know our own session for 2020 session thank god we got that out the way before everything kind of <laughs> got to this point and we got a chance to do that but you know we made some connections that day and thanks to pod camp we got to facilitate our own little session on why do we podcast and that was sort of like the theme of it we brought people together to have conversations and to talk about podcasting and everything like that um and thankfully pod news uh which for us is like we get our daily updates from pod news we're on their mailing list and everything like that and we always had a dream just like pod camp we always had a dream to be mentioned by pod news you know there are certain things that just make what you do seem more official than you know what it what it means or what it is to you obviously this is my baby and i'm i'm pursuing this as you know the podcast is a, a creation that an idea that i had in my brain that i brought to to reality um and it took a lot of work so to be recognized by the platforms that be um you know it means a lot to me and it just proves that if you put in the hard work and you promote what you've created in the right way and there's positivity attached to it and you never stop you don't give up on yourself you you do your best to bring your ideas to life uh if you build it they will come and they'll re- you'll be recognized for the work that you do uh don't do everything that you do just to be recognized but just remember that you will be recognized eventually but you got to keep that energy going so shout out to Pod News, shout out to Podcap. Um they shared the link and our little uh, blurb that we have. But if you want to read that blurb, go on whohowclub.com under the blog section and you'll see the blurb that we wrote on our experience at Podcamp this year. Um also follow us at whohowclub on all social media platforms and you could listen to the podcast anywhere you are able to stream a podcast. We're everywhere. And we take pride in saying that. Um, So, yeah, thanks to all of you. You know, the show is growing. And these are the little mini updates uh, in the front, in the beginning of the show. So, (sighs) main topics, main topics of today's show. We're on episode 22. It is April, April 3rd. I felt like, I mean, if you guys were following or are following the podcast on um, or the Who and How Club on Instagram and Twitter, you would know that we put out a post that uh, obviously April, you know, the top of April, April 1st is usually April Fool's Day, right? But we wanted to put a little twist on this month. Uh, We love this month because number one, we love the number four. Four, and when I say we, I mean me, Eris. (laughs) The number four has, has played a significant role in my life. And uh, maybe I'll get into that uh, in later episodes. But of course, April being the fourth month, it's also uh, the month of my birthday, April 26th. Um, But I want to celebrate this month. I wanted to celebrate it in my own unique way. I don't know what I don't know how I'll be celebrating my birthday this year. And by the looks of things, you know, I think it'll be very low key. It might be with you guys, uh, you know, talking to all of you guys and girls while you listen to me ramble, uh, rant and rave. So instead of April Fool's, I switched it and I wanted to call uh, and run with the theme for this month called April Rules. Now, aside from April ruling in my world, uh, I also wanted to focus on rules that I live by currently. Um, You know, I've always lived by rules from the age of 15 to now. There are a lot. I've had a lot of mentors in my life and big brothers, big sisters, let's say. Uh, people who have played key roles in my life that have taught me certain things that I've I've lived by. And I know I'm going to take those things to the grave. Now, my list of rules have reshaped 
themselves uh, numerous times. It all depends on where I'm at in my life. Currently at age 30, I am reshaping those rules and I am turning 31 at the end of this month. So um, I'm in the process of writing new rules and I wanted to share that with all of you. Now with me sharing my rules with all of you um, and my new rules, my new list of rules that I'm choosing to live by in my life from now going forward, um, I also wanted to hear what, what kind of rules you guys lived by, what kind of life rules you lived by. Throughout my life, rules just made made sense. I needed structure in, in times of chaos, things that I was going through where my emotions were running wild. I realized that rules, late as of late, I haven't implemented, uh, not implemented, but I haven't been following the rules because where I'm at in my life, those old rules just don't make sense anymore. So I've now had to sit down, um, go back to the drawing board, look at my life, reassess myself, analyze how I've, you know, what I've been through in the past few years, emotionally, mentally, physically, even spiritually. And uh, I've realized that I think it's time to implement a set of new rules. So I'm going to um, start off with that. And it, it, this will be like a month, uh, a, a series for the month for the show. So we're going to do April rules every episode and we're going to share a new rule from our end and we might have a couple guests on the show for the month and they're going to share their rules. I'm also going to share some rules from some of our uh, people on Instagram because I did pose a question asking folks what rules do they live by. Um, so we're going to get into that as well. <sighs> You know, we could talk about the rules right now, but I did want to acknowledge one more uh, one more thing before we get into that. Uh, March 31st marked the one-year anniversary of Nipsey Hussle's death. Nipsey Hussle being an artist, a creator, uh, a rapper, a poet, someone with a lot of wisdom, an activist, uh, a businessman, a family man, an entrepreneur, um, Someone who was just real. Someone who meant a lot to me. Uh, it was his anniversary, his death anniversary, a couple days ago. And I knew that it wouldn't be right for me to do an episode at the top of this month without acknowledging him and what he has meant to me. Um, you know, I remember I was sitting literally at this desk that I'm sitting at right now talking to all of you, writing a new song. When, you know, I took a break from writing and I checked my emails and I got some updates from these these blogs and stuff that I, you know, you know, these uh, mailing lists that I'm I've joined. And when the news when when I saw the news report saying that, you know, Nipsey Hussle was shot and murdered, you know, I immediately broke down. My heart broke and I, uh, I just started crying. And I, I think I've been sad ever since. <laughs> and a lot of things that have happened in my life has sort of reflected that sadness, you know. I, I started to lose a bit of faith in, in just music and in my art. You know, I never, I haven't released any new music since then because I just felt like, you know, if it could happen to him, it could happen to any one of us. And what we, you know, speaking for from his point of view, you know, and people in, in similar situations, like a lot of those folks, a lot of us artists, we, we grind so hard just to make it out of our current situations. We do our best to get out of situ, like to prevent situations like that from being so losing our lives, getting to a point where we lose our lives. We should be so far removed from that when we make it, quote unquote, make it, you know, when we blow up and you know, it was a long time coming for him and he was just getting his just due. His feet was just getting into the wa in the water uh, in his artistry and he was being acknowledged for his his powers, I guess, you know, and truly taken away too soon. I took it to heart. You know, I took it to heart because there were only two artists that I've ever cried for and one being Nipsey, the other Aaliyah. I was a child when Aaliyah died and reading that story on, on television just like broke me down as well because mu her music m meant so much to me. It, it touched me, the beats, you know. I, I know so much about uh, hip-hop music and R&B and 
you know, having that one in a million album when I was a kid and listening to it in my mom's car and reading the, the liner notes and everything like that with all the albums that I bought growing up. It just music has always meant a lot to me. Music has truly saved my life. Now, Nipsey, I felt like he was like the last rapper that especially one of the young guys who you know, was actually saying something and you could feel it. You could feel how genuine it was as opposed to some other artists that are out right now that I can't even call them artists. You know, they're just they're just rappers. They're here one second and gone the next. And they aren't really saying much. I've always wanted to be one of those artists, those poets that said something, you know. And I caught some momentum at one point. But because of life struggles and everything like that, I put a pause on my music. Not knowing how much music has really helped me in my entire life. And even listening to music helps me. It helps me express my emotions and get things out. You know what I'm saying? I would listen to Nipsey all the time. Nipsey, listening to Nipsey made made me want to gangbang. It made me want to be a part of some sort of movement like like a Crips or a Bloods. Not to, you know, not to glorify that. But I'm just saying, like, if someone could make you feel... You know, through their music. To me, that's true power. And that's something that I've always wanted to do through my platforms. And it was just, I just, I couldn't write anymore. I wrote a few, t- uh, 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 I, I wrote months and months after. Um, but it just didn't feel the same. So I had to take breaks. I was in a relationship that I wasn't happy in. Just everything. Numerous relationships, in fact. I had to take a break. I had to remove myself from the things that were making me unhappy. And get it. I had to get out of this sadness. But something in my heart said, I can't do anything new until this one year passes, you know. Fast forward one year later, you know, the world is in turmoil at the moment. Uh, through this virus. And like we're seeing just how short life truly is. Life is long, but life is short at the same time. So how do we operate under that, with that knowledge? You know, we see famous people losing their lives. We see freak accidents like Kobe. You know, young artists just coming and going. Not not in their artistry, but with life and death. Pop Smoke, XXX. You know, guys are just juice world. They're here one second and gone the next. We have to cherish this life that we live. We have to do our best to live it in the right way. Not in a careless way. Not to say any of those folks were. But, you know, I, I think sometimes we think that because someone is famous, they're immortal or invincible and nothing can touch them. But a death like Nipsey, a passing like Nipsey's death will show you that, you know, any one of us can get it. What's going on in the world right now, it's, it's affecting all of us, not just one of us, not just one group, everyone. So we need to be cautious. We need to really think about our lives and how we want to spend the time that we have right now, because we don't know what tomorrow will bring. We only know right now. So how are we spending right now? You know, I read a report um, about you know, Lauren London's message to Nipsey and his passing and what she said on his one-year anniversary. Very touching things. Very, very touching things. I could hear her voice, you know, through her text that she uh, put out on her page. So go read that. Look up Lauren London, uh, who was with Nipsey. You know, they were in a relationship and only God knows what she's feeling, right? But she lost someone that she truly loved. Um, you know, they celebrated Nipsey, everywhere even in under the in like some sports and athletes you know they had some custom jerseys and stuff made in in his in his honor and how i'm gonna you know add to the to how the marathon continues and stuff like that is i'm gonna keep going and i'm gonna create new music and release new music because right now i have a lot to say and i think that's what nipsey would want he wouldn't want any any one of us to give up he never gave up and look where he came from Look how big he got. And uh, he had so much more to do and so much more to teach us. Also, the the uh, documentary that he was working on for Dr. Sebi, 
the trailer actually just came out this week um, thanks to Nick Cannon who continued that that work so I'm excited to see that but rest in paradise Nipsey Hussle true artist someone that I believed in and was following um, if you're not familiar with his music go you know look up a few of his tapes victory lap which was like his official album release um, debut release so to speak it, it, when it comes to albums but even his mixtapes felt like albums so go look up mailbox money look up uh, Crenshaw Slauson Boy 2 um, and yeah just get familiar with his music because his music it sounds like he just made it yesterday and uh, look how quick a year has gone feels just like yesterday and a lot can happen and, and change in one year so Let's use our time wisely. That's all I'm trying to say, y'all. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's be honest with ourselves. No one's really trying to go out to the grocery stores right now. It's bad enough they have everyone lining up. I mean, they're following precautions, so we can't blame them, right? We all got to be six feet away. But everyone's in a line with masks on. It's a bit scary. Um, and it's also time consuming. You got to go out to the grocery stores, line up. Uh, you might just want to pick up a bunch of bananas or just something to cook for that one day that, you know, one meal for that evening, but you got to wait in line forever, um, just to go into the grocery store right now. Now, of course we can't blame everyone and all the businesses following these precautions, but there is a faster way to get your meals, uh, and your food, uh, into your fridge. So if you go to makegoodfood.ca, you'll actually be able to just get food delivered right to your door. Try Canada's number one meal kit today. You'll get farm fresh ingredients to cook delicious recipes delivered for free to your doorstep. Uh, if you try my promo code, Eris45, you'll get 45% off of your uh, first order and uh, you can sign up with them today. Now, I am going to be doing a little promo uh, for the month of April. I'll be posting it on my Instagram at onlyoneeris.ca. Uh, we'll also post it on Who How Club, uh, at Who How Club. Um, I'm sorry, did I just say at onlyoneheiress.ca? Disregard that. My Instagram is simply at onlyoneheiress, O-N-L-Y, the number one, A-R-Y-S. And uh, the Who and How Club uh, page is at Who How Club uh, on Instagram. Um, and it's the same on Twitter. I'm going to be promoting some links for the month of April so that people could get some free boxes delivered to their doors. Now, I've had a lot of uh, customers already. Shout out to Nicole. Shout out to uh, everyone else who tried out their free boxes the last uh, in the last couple months. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do it again for April. We're going to do another campaign and get some people signed up. Now, if you don't want to continue with Good Food after the uh, free box, that is fine. But everyone who has tried my free boxes have continued. So jump on the bandwagon. It's all healthy food. I eat it. I feel like us as artists need to be promoting uh, healthier foods as well because uh, we want to live long, y'all. We want to survive. We want to live long. Uh, but right now we might need to we might need another option uh, from uh, going out and going into the grocery stores. So sign up with makegoodfood.ca or sign up at makegoodfood.ca for good food. And uh, if you go on the website, you'll see all the details or look out for my page with all the promos coming for the month of April so you can at least try their services and get a feel of what it'll be like during your quarantine, having your food delivered straight to your door. I hope I did this promo read right. Uh, you know, we just wing things here on this show. Anyway. Uh, I eat good food and I wouldn't promote something that I don't use myself. So um, it's great. I think I've become a better chef because of it. And uh, it's uh, it's a Canada company as well. So um, let's promote our own, right? Anyway, let's get back to the show. One. Uh, rule number one. <laughs> of our April rules right now is now it's sort of like a two-parter and I know I hope you guys don't think that it's cheating or anything like that but sort of like a two-parter these two go and ha go hand in hand so you could say rule number one and slash rule number 1.5 right now my rule number one is 
create some rules. 1.5 would be live by those rules, follow those rules. I feel like it, it goes like the watch thing, the watch saying. My grandma always said a man should always have a watch on because he needs to know what time it is. A man with the watch knows, has somewhere to go. If you don't know what time it is, then you have nowhere to go. You're just living freely, right? I look at the rules, uh, life rules, in the same in the same fashion. Unfortunately, we live under a structure where there are rules that have been created for us that we can't sort of break out of. We can't. We we are forced to follow certain rules. Um, but let's not focus on those rules. Let's let's learn to operate under those rules individually. And think about your life. Think about what works for you. I think every person's life needs some sort of structure. So rule number one is create some rules. 1.5 to that rule would be live by those rules. Make sure to follow those rules. Follow every rule that comes after rule number one. So create some rules. Create some structure in your life. That's rule number one. Create a structure for your life. It doesn't matter, you know, we're going to get into what those other types of rules, rule number two, three, four and stuff, what, what that looks like. But right now, hone in on actually creating rules. You know, realize that you're about to create some set of rules and a structure for yourself that you're going to have to dedicate yourself to in your time and your effort. It's going to take effort. It's going to take a strong mind, a strong heart, a strong body a strong soul, a strong spirit to follow the set of rules that you're about to create. But if the foundation is already set and you've made an agreement, an oath with yourself and those and rule number one, which is to create those and follow those, you'll be all right. It's a quick reminder. See, that rule could be rule number eight, the last on the list. Follow the rules. Always follow the rules. Create some rules and follow them. No, we're going to make that rule number one. So make an agreement with yourself that you're going to create. You're going to follow these rules. You're going to create some rules for yourself. And you're also going to follow those rules that you create for yourself, for your life. Let's call them life rules, let's say. And uh, once that that rule number one, you sign off on that on your you know piece of paper. I want everyone to take a piece of paper. I don't want you to write these things in your phone. No technology. Remove all of that. Get a little journal, little book, you know. Get a pen or a pencil, and make sure you always use that pencil and or or pen. Make sure that that pen or a pencil is dedicated to that one book, that little journal that you're gonna keep all of your rules in. And right now, I want you to write down. Rule number one, create a set of rules and follow them. Always follow them. Word it however you like. But rule number one will be create a set of rules, life rules, and you're going to f- and follow them. And sign your name underneath that rule because that is your oath and your agreement to that. Now, yesterday I asked, uh, I asked the club... What are some life rules that uh, they tend to follow? And uh, let me go online right now to see. Uh, Let me share with you guys some rules that a couple people uh, shared with the club and what they've been following. Okay, so questions and answers, let's see. All right, so question uh, of the day, which was posted yesterday, I asked the club, what's a life rule that you live or have always lived by? Um, Let's see. Now, I want to, I believe in anonymity. So no one asked to, you know, I'm going to keep everyone's, uh, you know, profiles and stuff anonymous for this uh, Ask the Club section. 
uh, or segment, sorry. But um, one person responded. Um, they said one of the rules that they live by is always be yourself no matter what anyone thinks and express yourself any way you want. Now, I think that that's a great one. That's a, Those are great rules to live by. Uh, I mean, who else would you want to be other than yourself? Who else can you be other than yourself? I know that there are a lot of people who go out of their way to please other people or they adjust who they are based on what other people think or say about them. But you don't win that way. You know how you win? You win by being yourself and assessing yourself and, you know, detailing who you are and labeling yourself, you know, figuring who you are. Now, you're going to have to be the person to say, you know what? I think my attitude is a little bit bad and I need to adjust myself. Don't wait for someone else to tell you that. You got to be so not self-involved, but self-aware that, you know, you're comfortable with who you are. You're at a point where you're comfortable with who you are and who you are isn't at the detriment. Being who you are isn't at the detriment of others. Uh, You got to be yourself. That's how you'll win. And uh, you can't let what other people think sway you into being someone that you're not. Now, express yourself any way you want. I don't know if they're talking about if they're referring to artistically or verbally or what, because you can't just express yourself how you want. You got to be mindful uh, of other people's feelings, let's say. Um, A lot of us, we hurt people and we don't even know that we're hurting them. Um, you know, and that's because that could be because of a lack of communication, a lack of empathy. Uh, some, some people just don't care. You know, I've been one of those people who, you know, I've hurt people, uh, out of my own selfish reasons. And I've tried to express myself the way that I've wanted to, uh, but not realizing that there are other people around me that I need to be aware of. And my actions definitely can have some consequences and how I express myself. Um, artistically, definitely. There should be no limits to expressing yourself artistically. Now, what we consider art, that's debatable. And <laughs> that would have to be a conversation that uh, we have together or with some guests on the show. Uh, but that's a great rule and, uh, you know, some great rules to live by. Uh, let's do one more. Uh, what's another rule? Hmm. Someone else said, um, help others if you are capable of, even if people don't remember later. Uh, God does. <laughs> so they said, if people don't remember that you've helped them, at least God does. And that should be enough. Um, I agree. This is a great rule to live by. So help others if you are capable of. Even if people don't remember later, God does. Damn. Now, this kind of touched me because, you know, even nowadays, there are moments where I look for validation from other people, especially with the things that I do, especially in the field that I'm in. You know, I want I want to be I want to hear good job, Eris. I want to hear, you know what, Eris, you're great at what you do. Thank you. I want I want to be appreciated. But now that doesn't mean that what I do is strictly to get that. I continue to just be who I am and I continue to do a great job because I truly care about the people that I work for, work with, whoever. I am a a genuinely good person. I've been told that. Um, And I think that you can't necessarily be a good person, a good person with a good heart until someone else acknowledges that. Like you could say this all about yourself, but if other people are saying you're an asshole and you're just bad and this and that, then, eh, you know, it's, you know, that kind of contradicts what we said earlier about being yourself and all that jazz, no matter what other people think. But anyway, <laughs> if we're talking about this specific rule, um, you know, Do things out of the kindness of your heart. Be kind. Be good. I do feel like in life you're either good or you're bad. There's no in between. Um, And I think us good people, whoever, you know, good people do have bad moments. But that doesn't mean that they're bad people. And whatever you're doing, the actions that you're taking, taking in order to help people, especially when you can or where you can, 
you know, don't expect a thank you. Don't expect them to acknowledge it. Just continue to be great because God and the universe sees that good that you're doing. You're doing the deeds of God of God in the universe, the gods, whoever. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but doing something great actually makes you feel good. It's like this reciprocal exchange. So if you're doing something for someone, doing something good for someone, you're not telling them. Nine times out of ten, you're not really telling them that you're doing something good. So why do we expect someone else to return the, you know, the thank with the thank yous and everything like that verbally if we're we're doing you know what I mean? Like you're already getting that good feeling in return that you help someone. So maybe that's what that's the thanks that you're supposed to get in the in that, you know, um, we have to look outside of the box instead of expecting other human beings to verbally thank us or appreciate us. Because at the end of the day, the universe, the spirits, everyone, they see what we're doing. So just continue doing great, helping people where you can be good to yourself even and you'll be rewarded. In many, many ways. Don't expect it, though. Um, take it where you can. I do feel like sometimes you got to remind people of your abilities and how great you are. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But don't be so self-absorbed and let the ego get in the way. In just little, little moments, if you find that people are forgetting how good you are <laughs> or the, the things that you've done, the great things that you've done, don't let people take advantage of that. Uh, remind folks if you need to. That's a great. That's a great uh, rule, right? Anyway, that's the uh, Ask the Club segment. I think I'm ha- I'm doing really well today <laughs> with this episode. I got some energy and I'm happy, and I'm happy to be talking to all of you. As you know, this is sort of like my therapy, so I'm really great that I get a chance to talk to all of you. Um. Yeah. So, rule number one. Create some rules and follow them. That's rule number one. Rule number two will be on the next episode. We're going to have a special guest on the next episode, most likely. Um, So I'll be announcing that soon. Um, Let's talk about watch of the week. This is another uh, segment that I'm bringing into the show. Uh, It's uh, I want to call it watch of the week. So some stuff that I'm watching especially in this quarantine time, semi-quarantine for me, you know. Um, Okay, I want to talk about like shows, movies, anything that I'm watching or started watching or have watched in the past, uh, I'm going to share that with you and maybe you could, uh, you know, get familiar and jump into it as well. Now, on the website, whohowclub.com, under the blog section, session, uh, section, sorry, I do like blog review, um, sorry, movie reviews and song reviews and stuff like that. I think this week I'm going to be doing a write-up on Ozark. I don't know if anybody else has watched this show, but I literally just finished season one, and my God, what a show! Now, when it first came out, I tried watching the first episode, and I just never got past it. Uh, but last night I said, you know what, let me uh, let me try this. And I tried it and oh my God, the show is amazing. Uh, as soon as this uh, episode is over and I release this, I'm going to start season two. But I might be doing a write-up on season one this week. I'm not 100% sure yet. Um, you know, the show is very dark. It, it makes me feel like... Um, I feel like I'm watching a show created by... What's my guy's name? Uh, he did Fight Club, and he does Mind Hunter, and uh, what is his name? He also did House of Cards. David Fincher. David Fincher. Yes, I feel like I'm watching a show created by David Fincher and directed. I mean, it's very dark. There's some humor to it. Of course, Jason Bateman is there, but like I've always had. Uh, sort of like a man crush on Jason Bateman like the way he acts and I feel like he's just being himself in every role but he's one of those actors that have never made you feel like you're tired of him playing a different version of himself like he's just naturally funny his sarcasm and everything and but he's a great actor as well um so I'm just happy for him in this show the show is dark like I mentioned uh many unique themes in the show as well 
so the show sticks out. It's unique. It's not just like your average, you know, crime thriller show or whatever. There's a lot of drama, which is great. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy that I have a new show to watch and I'm probably going to finish it by tomorrow because, you know, once I get into something, it's done and then I don't have anything else to watch. I'm either going to do a write up on this show or this new movie that's coming out, but I'll talk about that in a second. I think with Ozark 2, I, I found that the episodes I loved the most were actually directed by Jason Bateman. I got to look that up. I think he had done maybe two or three episodes um, aside from liner notes and like CDs and albums and stuff. I also read credits for the movies and I love to know who's involved in what and what role they play and stuff like that. Um, I would definitely have to look that up to see how many episodes he directed in season one. Let me give me a second here. Let me just check. Uh, okay, so Jason Bateman, he did one, two, uh, three, four. I knew he did that last episode. Okay, so he did episodes nine and ten, which were my favorite episodes, and then he also did one and two. Um, so I think he has a unique eye already. I love to see actors, you know, direct not only shows that they're in, but just direct in general, just to see, you know, what what other talents they have, not just with the acting and performance wise, but you know, you have to have a certain eye. And there were certain shots in certain episodes that definitely stood out compared in comparison to other episodes that were shot by other directors. So that kind of gave me a little tingling feeling. You know, I, lo- I just love the cinematography and everything like that. So the show's a great show. It's very deep and dark. Um, pretty violent as well, but I don't mind that. That episode with the toenails and everything. Jesus Christ. Uh, I posted it on my Instagram and a lot of people were saying, you know, it's even better than Breaking Bad. I don't think I would compare the two. I mean, Breaking Bad didn't have an opportunity to be as raw as this show. You know, it's a Netflix show, so it can cross as many boundaries as it wants. Uh, Breaking Bad was an AMC show, which, you know, it has its limits and it's not as raw and dirty and gritty and stuff like that. And I never got into Breaking Bad, but I just know being on that network, you know, it's regular t- television and you can't, you know, go as raw as, uh, you know, even though that's the same network that has The Walking Dead and uh, Into the Badlands and stuff like that. So I don't think they've ever said the F word on any of those shows. Shit for sure, because you can say that on TV now. Okay, one thing I haven't figured out yet on Ozark, though, is the significance of this could just be my maybe I'm overthinking it and not thinking about it enough. But the symbol that shows up in the front in the in the, in the title uh, in the opening title of each episode with the little images and the quadrant. Um, I don't know the significance of those. Obviously, they're they're attached to the theme of the episode. But is it spelling out the title of the episode or like what what's the deal with that? If anybody knows, can you let me know? I would appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, I don't like to find out everything. I haven't Googled the show yet or anything aside from right now finding out how many episodes he did in season one. Uh, and by he, I mean Jason Bateman. But that's as far as I'm going. I want to finish the entire series so far. There are three seasons. I'm going to finish that first. Then I'm going to do all my Googles. But if someone could tell me the significance of the symbol at the front um, and those the, the quadrant with the little photos and stuff like that, little hints, I would appreciate that. Uh, speaking of symbols, a lot of symbolism in the show. That could be me overthinking. But I'm really excited mostly to finish the series and then Google all my shit. Um, today is Friday and another movie comes out on Netflix. It's Coffee and Kareem for those who, uh, might need a little laugh in their life right now. Um, I know I do. Um, so that's a comedy slash action movie with, uh, Ed Helms and Taraji P. Henson. And with this little kid actor that looks hilarious, the trailer kind of seemed a little corny, but I'm sure the movie itself, uh, and I know it's very raw. I know it's going to be funny. 
excuse me so that'll be my watch of the week i might do a write-up on that instead of ozark just because i want to finish i want to i want to finish ozark in its entirety and then do a write-up on it as opposed to just season one so i'm conflicted but i'll figure that out but if you're looking to laugh tonight on friday during your quarantine coffee and kareem it, it should be available right now so those are my watches of the week on the watch of the week segment here on the how uh, the who and how club Speaking of it being Friday, I noticed something, and this is going back to Nipsey. Uh, you know, Nipsey's one-year anniversary, he died on March 31st, um, and today is April 3rd, so April 3rd, <laughs> wait a minute, so yesterday, yeah, so yesterday was March 3rd, not yesterday, I'm sorry, but I'm doing this episode on April 3rd. And he passed on March 31st, which is 331, uh, which is 7. And then today it is April 3rd, uh, 4 and 3 is 7. Um, and there's a significance to 7. What is the significance to 7? Seven? 7 is the number of completeness and perfection both physical and spiritual it derives much of its meaning from being tied directly to god's creation of all things the number seven is also important in hinduism islam and judaism hmm. just a little observation there i'm not going to count the year number because i don't believe in the years that we're actually in but that's another story for another time but if we're going based on the month and the day um today is a day of seven and the day of his passing was a day of seven. So there's some significance there uh, with the number, with the day that I'm recording this and the day that he passed. I just, I don't know why that came to my mind. <sighs> yeah. Rest in peace, Nipsey. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I don't really have much to say. Uh, you guys heard the promo read for Good Food. Uh, I'm going to be promoting uh, some good food stuff this month. I mean, if there's nothing else, I don't think that's it. Rest in peace to Nipsey. You guys had my watches of the week. Uh, we spoke about some updates on Rampage and the Who and How Club. And we spoke about rule number one, which is create some rules and make sure you follow them. That's the oath. That's the foundation. Write that down. Sign your name under that. And then next week, we're going to touch base on rule number two. All right. Everyone stay positive. Keep your head up. Like Pac said, I love you all. I appreciate you all. And uh, just remember to love yourself and use your time wisely. All right? Be safe. You are the who and how club. I am the who and how club. We are the who's and how's of the world. Without you, without me, there is no we. With that said, we're going to have a little moment of silence for nips. And we'll talk next week. Peace. Thank mm -hmm. you.